Welcome back to the Big Beat Online Radio Show with your host, DJ King Blind. This is episode 48. You can visit us online at djkingblind.com. There you can listen to new episodes, you can subscribe to our podcast, you can write us and say hello, or you can donate to our show to help keep things going. This week's theme for our podcast is Best Band Lineup Changes. So let's get into that. Chemistry is everything. Sometimes bands lack that special spark from the off. Sometimes circumstances transpire to extinguish it. In certain special circumstances, though, all it takes is one small change to reignite that energy and inspiration to carry them on to the next level or into the next era. Whether it's the keyboard to layer up the atmosphere and the electronic sheen, a guitarist to transform the vibe, or a new vocalist to com- who completely change the voice of the band, or in four of our 13 songs that I'm going to DJ for you, changing the drummer changes everything and changes the power and the focus of the band and takes them to a whole new level. These simple shifts can change everything. We've spent a lot of time diving through this through decades of the world's most notorious rock firings and hirings and happenstance to pick out the best lineup changes that really did change the course of music history. Plenty of classic bands would love to say they've engineered one of the most successful lineup changes in rock history, but the fact is that key lineup changes, whether it's due to drugs, death, or creative differences, can severely alter a band sound and success. There's a certain magic that happens when the right musicians get together, and changing just one element in that recipe can lead to disaster. So I'm going to play 13 examples for you that show you when everything was going right. I'm going to start everything out with one of the craziest examples, I think, because the band was really doing something right, and we're at the absolute pinnacle. And unbelievably, with this change they went on to be even higher, but it seemed impossible at the time. I'm going to start things off with an Australian band called ACDC who recorded their seventh album, Back in Black. The band is the first album to feature lead singer Brian Johnson following the death of the previous lead singer Bon Scott. After the commercial breakthrough of their 1979 album, Highway to Hell, ACDC was planning to record a follow-up, but in February 1980, Bon Scott died from alcohol poisoning after a drinking binge. Instead of disbanding, they decided to continue on and recruited Johnson, who was a previous vocalist for a band called Jordy. How well did it go? How well did... Adding Brian Johnson to the ACDC mix of music? Well, historically, at 50 million albums sold, ACDC's Back in Black is the second best-selling album in the history of recorded music. Number one being Michael Jackson's Thriller at 66 million. 50 million's not too bad, so let's get things going. This is the best band lineup changes. We'll talk all about the songs that I played at the end and that crazy history that happened. Enjoy it. Here we go. Yeah. 
And that is it. What a fun set of music. Let's talk about the set of music I just DJed for you. As you know, we started everything off with ACDC. Back in Black is the song and the album. Next, it was Nirvana from their landmark album, Nevermind, the song Breed. It's our first drummer in the list. We go from singer Brian Johnson and ACDC to drummer Dave Grohl. Given the undeniable genius at the heart of Nirvana was a certain Kurt Cobain. Genius alone can't go unfulfilled, however, and as thrilling as the 1989 debut Bleach felt, it didn't quite have what it took to smash its way into the mainstream. Having seen several stickmen come and go, Kurt and long-standing bassist Chris Novoselic were introduced by Melvin's frontman Buzz Osborne to then a 21-year-old Dave Grohl who was looking for a new gig after his previous band, Washington, D.C. Punk's Scream, had unexpectedly disbanded. He brought a fresh, percussive force to the new compositions, thudding the underbellies with a confidence and star quality that would see him go on to front his own stadium rock outfit later on. He felt like a missing piece that lifted 1991's Nevermind from a brilliant obscurity to an era-defining mainstream domination. Truly, when you hear this album, and specifically this song that I picked, I didn't pick Smells Like Teen Spirit, I picked Breed, because this is a band on fire. Kurt Cobain's guitars, Chris Novoselic's fuzz bass, and a cannon. Dave Grohl firing along and those three people locking in. Unbelievably, they would go on to add Pat Smear as a touring guitarist on their next album, In Utero, before Kurt Cobain's untimely suicide. Crazy, crazy stuff. We then move on to Fleetwood Mac from the album Fleetwood Mac, the song Say You Love Me. The words Fleetwood Mac mean drastically different things depending on if you're talking about to someone who's a general pop music fan or someone who's a fan of the British blues. The group began in the late 60s as an outgrowth of the John Mayhall Blues Breakers with Peter Green at the helm of the post-psychedelic blues rockers responsible for Oh Well and Green Manalishi and the like. As Green spiraled into mental illness, the namesake members McFleetwood and John McVie found themselves transitioning to softer rock with the recruitment of John John's wife, Christine McVie in 1971, and the duo of Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks in 1975, I chose to pick a Christy McVie song. She is an incredible songwriter. You have a triple vocalist threat in Fleetwood Mac. And the pre-rumors album Fleetwood Mac, I think, is to me a superior album. The song Say You Love Me. After that, it's Deep Purple from the classic album Machine Head. The song Maybe I'm a Leo. These hard rock titans might have installed a revolving door on their tour bus, but during the band's initial run from 1968 to 1976, Deep Purple went through four distinctive lineups. And each had their own sound, from prog rock fronted Rod Evans in the late 60s, he sang Hush to the pioneering proto-metal band led by Ian Gillian, that's the Smoke on the Water era, and the song that I just played for you, it's Ian Gillian, to the boogieing hard rock featuring David Coverdale, doing Burn. Deep Purple is currently at mark eight of the band, which includes only one founding member, drummer Ian Pace, who's been in every lineup of that band. From there, from a great compilation called The Yardbird Story, it's The Yardbirds with I'm a Man. You can count not one, two, but three, count them three of the greatest guitarists in rock history as former members of The Yardbirds. We started things off with Eric Clapton. He departed the group in favor of pursuing the blues. He suggested session player Jimmy Page's replacement. Page, who was enjoying his session's earnings, suggested Jeff Beck instead. <laughs> I swear to God, it sounds like I'm making it up, but it's true. A year later, Page took the opportunity to join the Yardbirds on bass, although he quickly shared the co-lead duties with Beck. Not only did the band inspire many great hard rock back acts to come, the New Yardbirds actually then turned into a band called Led Zeppelin in 1968. Absolute and total 
Madness, the version that you heard. Uh, it was originally recorded with Eric Clapton on guitar, the live version. The version that you heard with the crazy scratching guitar solo, pick scratching guitar solo, was that of Mr. Jeff Beck. Unbelievable. We go to the album Exile on Main Street and the Rolling Stones and the fantastic song Tumbling Dice with the amazing slide lead guitar work of one Mick Taylor. Really, the old joke is that after a nuclear Armageddon, the only things left on Earth will be cockroaches and Keith Richards. Old Keith is Rock's ultimate survivor, but so are the Stones, who've endured the departures of significant members. Brian Jones, who formed the band and named the band and fostered the Stones' blues rock formula, when he became marginalized by the Jagger Richards songwriting team, he became an invaluable multi-instrumentalist before succumbing to drug addiction and getting fired by the band and then drowning and dying. Mick Taylor came on board as the young gun who aided the band in its remarkable winning streak in the late 60s and the early 70s. And that's what you hear right there. Unbelievably still, Taylor would leave the band and one Ronnie Wood from the faces would come in. Talk about some of Rock's greatest survivors. He's been part of the Richards Wood guitar weaving team for so long, it's easy to think that he's always been a stone. Keep on rolling, man. An unbelievable trio of guitar players. We featuring Mick we featured Mick Taylor right there because God, that slide guitar just boggles the mind, doesn't it? After that, we go into our second drummer that made a huge change in the band from the Glasgow Scotland band, Simple Minds, from the album Sparkle in the Rain, the song Up on the Catwalk. Mel Gainer is added to the band on drums. The band sound monumentally changes you can hear the tribal rhythmic power that he brings to the band in this song everything suddenly sounds like cannons a small little pop band turns into an absolute worldwide sensation with the addition of gainer drums matter and drums made this band a force to be reckoned with Next, from San Francisco, California from the album Escape the song Stone in Love it's Journey you know what? You know Steve Perry? That's not your first lead singer, folks. Nope, not at all. This is not the first album it's on, but it's one of his strongest vocal performances. And the interplay between Steve Perry and Neil Sean, going back and forth at it, that is a band at its absolute peak. Next, from Toronto, Canada, the professor himself. The band is Rush, the album is 2112, the song A Passage to Bangkok, not the first album with Neil Peart on it, but a great example of a band in transition changing into the super group they were about to be. This shows a band going into the stratosphere before their biggest album, Moving Pictures, was recorded. 2112 is a fantastic journey into fantasy and fun in a band just on fire. Next, from Birmingham, England, it's Judas Priest from the album Point of Entry and the song Don't Go. I picked a very non-metal, very rock and roll version of that song. Rob Halford is the second lead singer in Judas Priest. Again, this is in his first Judas Priest album. There are many, many albums. They were very much a blues band before turning into a metal band. But Point of Entry is a really super underrated album and just a great rock record. A lot, a lot less metal than some of their other offerings, but it's just a really good jam. And the reason I didn't play a really metal Judas Priest song is because the song that follows that <clears throat> from San Francisco, California, from the thrash metal gods at the time, it's Metallica, Master of Puppets is the album, the song Battery. Out goes Dave Mustaine. Enter Kurt Hammett. Again, not the first album Kurt Hammett played on, but absolutely their best. A band at their maximum power. Kurt Hammett added so much technique and ferocity to their sound. This is the absolute classic, perfect lineup of this band. Cliff Burton on bass, James Hetfield on vocals and rhythm guitar, Kurt Hammett on lead guitar, Lars Ulrich on drums the band would have another album after this after the passing of Cliff Burton 
And in my words, they became a very dismal band after that. But their peak to me, Master of Puppets. And then we ended everything with a great band from London, England, and actually a friend of mine on drums, not the original drummer in this band, but certainly one that made this band a force to be reckoned with. The band is Loop from the perfect album, A Gilded Eternity, the song Vapor. Neil also was an original member, the bassist, fantastic bass player. Many lineup changes in this band, but notably the drums and loop were the things that made the wheels go round for me in this band. Well, that's it. The best band lineup changes. I hope you liked it. Next week, it's Female Power Man. I've got eight questions for eight women that I respect very much in music, and we're going to dive in to the greatest songs by the greatest female musicians. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is DJ King Blind. Listen to our episodes and subscribe at djkingblind.com. I'm out. Adios.